is Kathleen Maxwell-Randy with The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life, and I appreciate you joining me today. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. For more information about me, published newspaper articles, to contact me to speak in your area or purchase my new book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, visit my website at www.kathleenmaxwellrandy.com. This podcast reaches around the world with listeners in 27 countries thanks to the one-time and monthly gifts from people just like you. If you want to give, simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the Follow button and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. And leave me a comment. Enjoy the podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and it's good to have you back for the Kathleen Maxwell Ramby podcast. If this is your first time, welcome. Um, The Gathering, Bringing God into Everyday Life. I've been doing this now for, goodness, starting my third year. So I hope you'll check out some of the other podcasts as you scroll through. That's real easy to do. And you just go to more episodes, and you can check out different podcasts that I have produced throughout the years. Today, we're going to talk about boundaries. Last week, we talked about boundaries. If you didn't hear last week's podcast, it is on boundaries and false responsibility. And I tell a story that I hope will encourage you and will help you to see them, see some things about boundaries, maybe false responsibility you have taken on. And, and also, let me just put in a plug for that. But why are boundaries important in our life? Why are they? Well, first, let's back up and let's talk about what a boundary is. In the simplest sense, a boundary defines what is mine and what is not. It's what's in my space and what's in your space. A boundary is what is my responsibility and what is your responsibility? And, you know, in the in the natural sense, it's, you know, to define what's mine and what is not, we have several pieces of property and we have, they've been surveyed and we have boundary lines. I, it's real clear what is our property and what belongs to our neighbor. And some of our property is fenced on certain sides, some of it is not. But nevertheless, whether it's fenced or not, there's still that boundary line. And we know we just don't go walking in our neighbor's yard whenever we want to because it's their yard. Um, So we'll talk a little bit more about that. But why are boundaries important? Why, Why are they important? Why should we have them? Well, I think that they're important because they protect what God has given us. And they protect what is ours and what belongs to us, in a sense. And I think boundaries, you know, we they can be in our property, which I've already explained. It can be in our time. You know, we need at times to set boundaries around our, our time and protect our time. Otherwise, we could, if everybody is calling us to do all of these different things, we can be worn out and then we don't have time for the other things that are important in our responsibility. And boundaries are important because we need them in relationships. 
And I'm going to talk about a few things today in relationship, but I want to first start as I was just searching scripture and thinking about boundaries. I remember my father used to quote one of his favorite scriptures, and I never really understood it. I just always kind of looked at him and rolled my eyes <laughs> because I never really understood it. But now I think I have a greater understanding of what it is. But the, the scripture dad would quote was in Psalm 16, verse 7. And he would pray this oftentimes at meals. He would, you know, say, Lord, thank you because our boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places. And, you know, he was being grateful for the things that God had given, given to us. And that scripture, Psalm 16, verse 7 in the NIV, it says, The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. And, you know, an inheritance is a gift. It's something that is given to someone. And frequently, you know, this happens when, when people pass away. You know, my parents have, are both deceased. And upon their death, there was a will. And I was given certain things along with my siblings. Everything was really divided up equally between us. And I got a portion and my siblings all got a portion of something. So it was a gift. It wasn't something we had earned. It was simply a gift and what my parents wanted once they were gone from this earth. And I was thinking about just how many gifts God has given us. And it's because Jesus died. And we get to enjoy the inheritance and the gifts God gives us, like love, joy, peace, forgiveness, grace. And I could go on. I could do a whole topic on all of that. But inheritance is something that we've been given. And so we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about just protecting the things that we have been given and how we do that. You know, another scripture that talks about boundaries is Deuteronomy 32, verse 8. And verse 38 says, When the Most High gave the nations their inheritance when he divided all mankind, he set up boundaries for the peoples according to the number of the sons of Israel. So even back in those days, and there are a number of passages that I could have brought into this in Deuteronomy and, and in the Old Testament, how God gave and he set boundary lines. And it was like this went to the tribe of Judah. You know, this went to the tribe of Benjamin. It, it, all the different tribes got their own space that they were to rule rule in. And so in the in the talking about space, we've talked about what is in my space. And that defines what is mine. And so what are some things that are in our yard and in our space that we are responsible for, that we need to steward, that that we need to manage well? Well, you know, we have fences up, like I said, on some of our property. And in our backyard, we have a fence up. And those fences keep my neighbor's dog out. And why that is important is I have a cat. I am a cat person. I have a cat that I've had 15 years. His name is Charlie. And Charlie likes to lounge around on the back deck. And 
those fences that we have that mark what is our space keep our neighbor's dog out. It protects our cat. It protects something that is important to me. Now, we didn't put up the fence just for the cat. In fact, cats are really not good respecters of boundaries. The neighbor's cat can hop over the fence, climb over the fence, and come into our yard. But I hope you get the picture of, of that. I was also thinking of another boundary line in, in, in space, uh, parking spots. When I drive up to go to the grocery store, there are parking spots that are marked for handicapped people. And these have been put into place by the government as well as by the um, establishment or the shop that I'm visiting. And they are put up, those particular spots aren't spots I can park in. Those spots are designated for people that have handicaps and it's to protect them. It's to protect them so they don't have to, to maneuver and park way at the end and have difficulty getting into the store. So hopefully that gives you a picture. But some other things about boundaries and where we need them are with our body, with our personal space, and in our marriage, and in training our kids. And, you know, for a number of years, and I still I still do this with uh, new people I meet, but with a number of years I worked I worked in a nonprofit and I worked with women and a lot of them have been abused. And one of the things that I quickly realized is that it was important for me to ask those women if I could touch them or hug them because for many of them, their boundaries, their personal space had been violated by abuse, either sexual or physical or some sort of uh, abuse. And if I wanted to pray for them or greet them, and I'm a hugger, I love to hug people, um, and especially people you know that are going through a difficulty or rebuilding their life. But I learned real quick that it was important to ask. You know, when you first meet somebody, you may not do that. My friends, you know, when I run into them, you know, usually, or at least pre-COVID, you know, would we'll give them a hug. And we can even talk about personal space and COVID too. But it's important, especially with people whose boundaries have been violated, that we help rebuild that and we give them a choice. Um, some people just aren't huggers. They just don't like it. It's not comfortable. And so it's important that we respect that. Um, I went into the post office yesterday and there was a young girl that greeted me and I had actually done a, done a memorial service for a relative of hers. And when she saw me, she was glad to see me because we hadn't seen each other since the memorial service. And she walked up and she just gave me a hug and and it it you know really happened before I even you know saw her saw her coming and then she backed up real quick and she said oh I'm so sorry COVID and and I said oh you know it's okay um, but even with the pandemic that we're all dealing with it's important that we define what we're comfortable with for some people that might be a bump for some people you know they might put their hand up they may not want us any closer in their in in their personal space 
um, you know, when my husband and I, another analogy of, of, of a boundary and how we need to set them. Uh, when we got married, you know, my husband and I exchanged our vows and we committed to each other. Now, I hug my husband a whole lot different than I hug anybody else because we have a covenant relationship and I've given him, you know, my heart and my body and um, there's, of course, respect in marriage and we're going to talk about that a little bit, but that gives you an analogy. If I walk up to another man that is a friend um, or some of our close acquaintances in our circle, I might give him a side hug, you know, a gesture because they're close friends. But I'm real careful to not give front on hugs because that really belongs to to my husband and I and on that and I want to protect I want to protect our marriage. Um, but I think it's important that we respect other people and we have boundaries. So you might think of okay, what am I comfortable with and how do I need to establish that? And one of the important things, and we're going to talk more about this, is communicating our boundaries to other people. And we can do that in a nice, doesn't mean we have to be mean or ugly. We can do that in a nice, respectful, and kind and kind way. Um, I think where most people struggle is communicating their boundaries. And I know for me, at times, that's been difficult because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Um, I don't like it if a boundary line is, you know, crossed. And so how do we communicate? And... And here's the important thing that I want to I want you to take is that when you communicate your boundary, you're taking your power back. Okay, for example, someone comes up and maybe you're immune compromised, maybe you're not vaccinated, maybe you're for whatever reason, you know, with the pandemic going on, you want people a little further away from you. It's important that you communicate that by you know, your elbow going out, doing a fist bump, whatever, communicate with them what you're comfortable with. People will key off of you. And I think most people are pretty respectful of, of that. And that is a good way to, to just show our personal, personal space. Uh, when we communicate our boundary to others, we bring things into order. We put ourselves in a, a position of being powerful and not vulnerable. And so we establish in that when we communicate our boundary, we establish our what is ours and what is not, what is theirs. We establish what's our responsibility and what is their responsibility. So that's, you know, in a general in a general sense. Um, last week's podcast talked a lot about responsibility. So you can, again, go back and listen to that. Now, what happens is sometimes when we communicate those boundaries, we're not in charge and we can't always control how someone is going to respond. And so what I want you to understand is that how people feel about your boundary is in their yard. We cannot control everything. We cannot control if they're going to be angry, if they're going to be mad, if they're going to be glad. We can't, none of us are that powerful. Each and every one of us are in charge of our feelings, our attitudes, and choices. 
and other people are in charge of those things in their life. And, you know, I just want to want to say, you know, have you ever tried to make everybody happy? <laughs> well, if you ever have, um, you know that you just can't do that. You, It's hard to make everyone happy. And you'll wear yourself out because none of us are powerful enough to control how people are always going to emotionally respond. Now, how we, re how we respond in reaction to how they respond says everything about us. And how they respond says everything about them. And, you know, I've used this before. Nobody makes you angry. You choose to be angry. You make that choice. And we'll talk more about emotions and attitudes and, and, and choices on another podcast. But what I do want you to know is is that in setting boundaries, it is important to communicate how you feel in a respectful way and understand that you're not going to make everybody happy. You're just not. But what is important is that you're taking charge of your life. Okay, so we already talked about the body. Let's talk about marriage. And like I said, when I married, I gave my heart, my body to my husband. Um, we made a covenant. And it's very important that we protect that covenant. We have certain things that in communication, and I will say one of the things I love about Stephen and I is that there really is a trust. And we do try to protect our relationship and, you know, one of the things, and I had established this, actually, I was, I was in business. I was at a lot of business luncheons and business, you know, business things. And I would have, um, years ago, when I was in the more professional world, you know, I'd have a man say, you know, well, hey, can I take you to lunch and let's talk about this. And one of the things that I learned to establish was I really didn't have lunch with someone of the opposite sex without somebody else there. Um, number one, because I wanted to protect my covenant relationship with my husband. My marriage is very important to me. And I can think of one time that happened that it really was necessary. That was the only time we could meet in I remember calling my husband and, and telling him, you know, hey, this is a situation I want you to know because my marriage is important to us. And so we have to be, I think, we have to guard our relationships that we have and marriage is one of them. And my communicating that and I had this one man that really he was a little creepy, to be honest, but he kept asking all the time. And I would, you know, well, why don't you come up to the office? I'm happy to meet with you because I had an, you know, administrative assistant there. I had other people around. I didn't want to be seen as a, a woman in the community out, out with a bunch of different, you know, men. And it was a, it was a delicate situation because he ran a foundation and as a nonprofit, we applied for money. Um, but my marriage was more important than any money I could get from that foundation. And I will just tell you that. I always had to be very clear with that particular man because I'm not sure his intentions were really pure.
obscure, but anyway. So, you know, in the training of our children, that's something that we we have to um, establish good boundaries. When I when we were raising our children, we made it very clear that if they didn't do what we said, there was going to be a consequence. And they had, so we were trying to teach them to be responsible adults. We were trying to teach them that whatever was in their space of responsibility, they needed to take care of. And, you know, for me, mine was cooking dinner. Mine was overseeing things at the house. That was in mine. Well, for my oldest son, his job was to get the trash out to the street. And we do have a long driveway, but that was his job and that what he was responsible for. His little brother wasn't responsible for it until his little brother got bigger and the eldest son was gone. But that was in his yard, part of what he needed to take care of. So Austin was in junior high and um, he forgot to take out the trash one one morning. And I came back from taking him to school and I saw that wasn't done. I was trying to get to where I needed to get to. I, I was working and I realized the trash wasn't out. When you have a family of five, that's a huge deal because trash only came once a week back then and I had to haul it out. Well, I told him that day, you know, when I picked him up, you know, that he had forgotten the trash and he said, oh, okay, mom, I'm sorry. And um, so the next week rolled around, and, and I will say he was usually pretty responsible. But that next week rolled around, and the trash didn't get taken out. And I didn't realize it until again I had driven back up to the house, and I saw that the trash was not out. And I thought, oh, okay, I'm just going to pull it out. You know, I mean, what would it take me? four minutes maybe to walk it down and, and walk back up to the house. But I thought, no, I'm trying to train him that this is his responsibility. This is something he should do, not something I should do. That's in his space, in his sphere of responsibility, not in mine. And what happens is if we continued to pick up the pieces for our kids versus making them responsible, they'll just keep on. They will just keep on. And so I got in my car. Now this cost me, I will tell you, it cost me in time. But I drove all the way across town. I walked up to the office at the school and I checked him out. And he gets this call, you know, Austin come to the office. And he walks up and he goes, Mom, what, what's, what's going on? Why'd you, why are you getting me out of class? I said, just get in the car, I'll tell you. He got in the car and we started driving home. He said, Mom, why, why'd you pick me up from school? I said, well, you forgot to take the trash out. He said, what? I said, you forgot to take the trash out. That is your responsibility. I wasn't mad. I didn't lecture him. I was making a big point. That's what I was doing. See, if we didn't, if I didn't establish that boundary line, he would have kept forgetting to take the trash out and known, well, it's okay. Mom will do it for me. Mom will do it for me. I know adult parents that are letting their kids live with them for months on end 
because their parents are paying the bills and they're not making their kids responsible young adults. Um, and I know, I know, you know, some have had difficulty because they've talked to me about it. So anyway, back to the story with my son. He took the trash out. It was pretty silent in the car, but I was communicating the boundary. You disobey, there is going to be a consequence. I had that. That was my responsibility as his mother to do that. I drove him to school. Well, of course, you know, his parents, I mean, his friends were like, you know, you know, Maxwell, why did you, why did you go? You know, what, what happened? You know, well, of course that was very embarrassing for him to say, my mom picked me up to come and take the trash out. I mean, his friends still talk about that. It really made a point, but guess what? That young man never forgot to take the trash out after that. I set that boundary in place. And I will tell you, he is a very responsible 40-year-old now. He's actually a commander in the, in the U.S. Navy. But I had to communicate that boundary. And so I hope that that will help you and will be an illustration um, of what and how in some ways to put boundaries in place. It was my tribe, my job as a parent to training to be responsible. You know, we, my husband and I had this, this mantra that we always wanted to train our kids to outdo us and to leave us. Um, I think it's important for kids to be out on their own, to learn to be responsible for themselves. And, you know, it shows, I think, that we've done a good job when we make them independent and self-sufficient. I think sometimes parents, out of their own need, take on responsibility of adult children and allow them to be irresponsible. And parents can overfunction, and kids can underfunction and stay in that irresponsible place. To wrap things up today, you know, ask God to teach you. Ask God to show you, Lord, is there any place I need to establish boundaries? Or is there any place I need to take my control? I need to take, you know, my power back, not control. Because we're not trying to control. We're just trying to, boundaries again, make us powerful. And ask the Lord, you know, how to set them up. And how to set them up at work, you know, co-workers asking you to always do their job. If you keep doing them, then they're going to stay irresponsible. If you set that boundary and let them know, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do this. I have something else to do. You're protecting what is yours. You're protecting what is time, your time. You're protecting your energy. And that doesn't mean we're not kind. We're not helpful. We don't. You know, we don't do things for other people. We always need to do that. But then there's always those that are going to take advantage if we're not careful. Um, I just want to close again with Psalm 16, verses 5 through 7. And this says, Lord, you alone are my portion, my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen to me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. Friends, 
God right there to me, he just, you know, his heart is so full for us and he wants us to protect what belongs to us because he's a good, good father and he's given us things and, you know, he's given us an inheritance and the Lord will counsel you and the Lord will instruct you. And I know that because if he can teach me some things about boundaries, he can teach you. I'm just an ordinary girl and God loves to partner with us in everyday life. So think about some of those things. Ask God if there are areas that you need to shore up your boundaries, that you need to be a little more, you need to define and protect. You know, whether it's your marriage, your time, your property, your relationships. And um, I know God is going to help you because I know he's, he's helped me, continues to teach me. And I can tell you that it, it does make me feel just more powerful when I, and not worn out. I think for me, it's real easy for me to over-function. And when I set a boundary in an area, um, it helps my energy. It helps me in my time. It helps me in many, many areas. So let's just pray. Lord, I thank you so much for your goodness, for your kindness, and your love for each of us. I thank you that you're a good father and you've given us a godly inheritance of love and joy and peace and grace and forgiveness and tangible physical things too, Lord. You've given us relationships. And so, Lord, help us to guard and protect those things that are important in our lives. And Father, I just ask that Lord, for those that are people-pleasing, that you would just help them, Lord, in establishing boundaries. Lord, we can't make everybody happy, but we can make you happy, Lord, in, in the choices that we make, and we're responsible for that. And so, Father, I just give you this time with these sweet friends that are listening, and I ask that you bless them, bless their families, bless their marriages, Bless their kids. Lord, thank you so much for who you are and all you give us. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, thanks so much for joining me today. And don't forget to go to my website. If you haven't ever given to help this podcast, I would encourage you to do that. Your gifts can make a huge difference and um, just keeping this podcast going. Have a great week and I'll see you next week.